we're, we're rolling. All right, good. Good. All right, so it's uh, what's the date today, Tim? It's March. Today is the 13th. It's March snowstorm. Snowstorm. Thanks. Another. March blizzard. Snowstorm. So it's March 13th. March 13th, 2018. And uh, last night we did an interview uh, with um, with Andy Coulomb. Yep. And uh, uh, people say you had Trevor Bates on and, and now Andy Coulomb. Who, who is, who the heck is Andy Why are you going to follow up? Follow Trevor Bates with Andy Coulomb. Yeah, why did we do it? Because he was the only one that would do it. Yeah, he we said yes. Of, this is the last podcast. This is it. We We're ran. done. Thanks, everybody. We ran out of guests. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, we couldn't get anyone else. We couldn't get anybody else. He said. No. He said yes. He was. He's got no kids. He's single. Yep. You know, he's desperate. He was available. He was available. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the two thirty at night. You know, you're leaving the bar. Newer. No, that's nothing like that no. at all. No. I think the real reason is we we had a real connection with Andy. He you know he he played for us at Westbrook High. Yep. Um, he was a kid that one of the first kids or the you know I think back look back probably the only kid that ever said to me, hey, I really want to. He was thinking about his coaching career while he was playing. Yep. A lot of people don't when you're playing, you don't even think about that. You just but he wanted to be a coach, you know, uh, from a very young age, and and we. Really gave him an opportunity to coach, yep. and what we we talk about that in the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, he when he played, he was a freshman. He played for me JV at at Westbrook, and it was obvious right off the bat that his baseball IQ was through the roof. Yeah, because you know, I I always find uh, and it's, I always find that the, um, the sometimes the worst players. Yeah become the best coaches, right? Or not not necessarily the worst players cuz Andy, Andy was a good player. Are you talking about me? Yeah, I was talking about you. I was I was alluding to that. Yeah. Sorry. That was see-through. Um no, Andy was Andy was a he was a good hitter. He was very good. He was sound with his glove. He was good. He just He oiled his glove a lot. Athlete, he did oil his glove. He had a great glove. He did have a good glove. It, it was, was a very, nice look. I think it was a Rawlings glove. I, he was the glove that I borrowed because I never had one as a coach. I, I would borrow. Andy, let me have your glove. What am I going to use, coach? I don't well, care. He wasn't, he wasn't using it. So. He wasn't using it. Yeah, and he was, uh, as we found out from the podcast, he's, he's in, still a little harboring a little. Sentiment. Anger towards you. An, it was anger. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't look at me through the whole podcast. And I, no, he didn't. Now I get it. He's genuinely All those years you. of him coaching with it me. Gave I, a great opportunity to be on this podcast. That no one's going to listen to. No. Made a lot of eye contact with you, but not with me. But he, uh, he, he would come in, and, and there were times when he was 14, 15 years old that I'd look over at him. And I was, I was pretty new to being a head coach as well. And it was JV, albeit. But he, I would look over at him and say, Andy, what do you, what do you think here? Are we, we bunt? And he would give me, he would break down the entire situation. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't, he'd be sitting in there in silence and I'd look over him and say, what do you think, bud? And he would give me, he'd break down the whole situation. You got first and second, there's one out. This guy's been throwing a lot of balls. The last two hitters, he led off with, with two balls right off the yeah. bat. You know, he, he's throwing a lot of balls. He's going to get into hitters counts. Like the whole thing, he broke it right down. I, and I'll never forget, I looked right at him. I was like, you know, you're, you're going to be a great coach one day. Yeah. That is not something he's, that was going through my mind, but it was going through your mind. You know, what I see in him is student of the game, yeah. uh, humble, yeah. relates well to the kids, doesn't, yeah. doesn't uh, you know, isn't trying to act like he's somebody that he's no. not. Um, no. He's relatable, and he's young. He's a young guy. Yeah. I think uh, you're going to hear about him. You know, he's eventually going to get a varsity coaching oh, yeah. position, yep. and uh, and you're going to hear about him. And, and he, wh- whoever he gets for kids, he's going he's gonna to get the most out of them. And, 
and you know he's gaining experience. He's grown that Kennebunk swim program from yeah. from I think he said thirty eight thirty five kids to fifty eight kids yeah. since he's been there. Got a few regional championships under his belt. No state championships. No state, yeah, you were pretty upset four, about four that. Four conference champ. I thought he had yeah. won some state championships. I thought well, that's why we agreed to have him on. Right. No, Not just no. that he coached Trevor Bates. It was a nice. There was a natural connection there. But you know, I'm just. Trying to coach him up and trying to challenge him. Right. Yeah, know? no, I get it. He, uh, we, we don't have to have all state champions on this program, John. You we know don't? that, right? No. Okay. No, that's well, not what this program is about. John, it's not all about I never winning. won one, so right. I guess I'm on the show. <laughs> you went to a uh, regional You went to a regional championship in your favorite uh, years. We went to Bay a state oh, oh, yeah. I, oh, that, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Does, that, does that count? That counts. Does it? You, you said Babe Ruth and, and Legion don't count in the podcast. Is that is that's, that how you really feel, or is that you just... I don't know. I'm just being kind of a wise guy. Just spitballing. So yeah. I guess it does count if you're on the team. It does count if you're but on the like team. But it's kind of like a tree falling in the forest. Right. You know? That's true. All right. We also have some other mm-hmm. very big news yeah. before we get to the great Andy Coulomb. Yeah. We have a new director of social media. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Director Casey Mull. Yep. Our niece. We our went super talented, yeah. smart, beautiful niece. Yeah. Recently married. Recently married to yeah. a, a, a listener. A listener. Dan, Fo- Dan, Dan Foster. Foster yeah. A listener. Yeah. Um, and she uh, was appointed today. Uh, we interviewed her. We talked to her. Yeah. Um, we actually, let's let's and, face uh, it, we she, sought her out. <laughs> we went through an agency. We uh, went through a recruiting agency. Yeah, we did. And she... Yeah. Uh, she, she originally said she, no. She became, she rose to the top of the, the pile of applicants. Right. And, and uh, yeah. she is now our director of social media congratulations casey that's 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 a big move for you it's, it's a big, big career move. move she she works for unum it's a yep. pretty good corporation but yep. uh uh blind squirrel productions right. the name of our company yeah um is that the name of our company it Are is now it? Okay. i think you just named uh, it. <laughs> she is the director of social media congratulations and welcome to the team yeah welcome to day. the coaches corner booth you know she didn't waste any time when she got Podcast. the job 30 no. seconds later, she had us on Instagram. Boom, we're on Instagram. We're on Instagram. What's our Instagram I have handle? no idea. Hold on. Let me look at it. We I, need to find that you know, out. It's very important. I'm not a social media guy. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very limited on Facebook. Um, I do have a Still Twitter account. tapping the, the keyboard with two fingers. Yeah, yeah but I, I, don't, uh, I don't know all the ins and outs of Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't have an Instagram account. I might, but I don't go to it. I do have a Twitter account, though. I do tweet every now and then at Johnny Boy Nine at John E Boy Nine. Yeah. Um, I have 120 followers. Thank you to my 120 124. Uh, 124. 120. 120. I lost a couple. You every time get... I tweet, I lose some right. people. Or if you sing, they go, oh, "Why am I wrong with this guy?" So <laughs> like I, crowded I lose people. Yeah. Uh, I I think she she sent us a text message and it says, "Coach's corner booth." Tune into episode number two, Super Bowl champion Trevor Bates. So she she got us on right away and. Hashtag sports podcast. She put a goat. Ooh. A goat? Next to a football. Ooh. Tom Brady reference. Aha. Now I get it. So maybe... Maybe it's Coach's Corner Booth is our if they search Instagram. Coach's Corner Booth. It looks like that's what she uh, she set us up. Casey, if you're uh, if you're out there uh, and you're listening, uh, make sure that you you correct us if we are wrong, which we probably are most definitely wrong. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, All right. We do have a we do have a Facebook page now. We have our own hashtag. Ooh, what's it? What is it? Uh, you're never gonna guess. Coach's corner booth. Ha- yep. Ha- yep. Hashtag coach's corner you got booth. It. Yep. And you can join the Facebook page. Yeah. Coaches, 
is C O A C H E S. Yes. Yeah, you can't do not apostrophes. Apostrophes. No, there's no ownership. It's there's not, no possession. It's not possession. There. No possession. No, there. It's not possession. Got to get that right. That's pretty good. Oh, but you're God, a math teacher. You do that. Well, I, I do all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I teach right next door to a math, uh, an English teacher. Okay. I have also I have big. So I've heard oh, things. I've heard oh, things. Oh, you know this stuff. Mm. Um, we have also big news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and listen to the podcast. Wait a minute. Your not wife. The, your not wife the whole ain't... thing. No, no, no. She just, just listened the last three minutes. Yeah. She just wanted to hear when you made a complete fool of yourself. That's really what it comes down to. Well, she should listen to everyone. She should listen to from soup to nuts. She should go right. <laughs> you also got the compliment today that you're a lot like uh, your 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 current idols. Oh. What's the show you listen to? Pardon uh, My Take. Pardon My Take. Those guys are my... Yeah, Big Cat. Shout out to Big Cat yeah. and PFT. My my. Um, yeah. They are my heroes. They're my podcasting heroes. Yeah. And I started listening to them when when... My son AJ, your your, your nephew. Yeah, I know. Uh, we went on Good a guy. trip to Greeley High. <laughs> uh, senior Greeley High. He he and I went on a trip in the southeast to look at colleges. Yep. And he's 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 listening to it on his headphones. And you know some of the things they say are probably not you know for a father and son to listen to. They have a whole segment about guys on chicks, and it's you know a little inappropriate. But yep. but for the most part, uh, you know, you know he he's laughing. And for the most part, it's it's pretty good good stuff to listen to. Anyways, sure. he's laughing, and I, so we start listening to it. And then we just listen to you know podcast after podcast, yeah. and yeah. and then I came back and I told all my friends, right. and I, I think I've added a, a few hundred followers yeah. to their podcast. Yeah. So you didn't do it through Facebook though; you did it real time. You I did just, the hard for, way. I you, just you marketed you know, it for them the hard way. Yeah, yeah. What's the best form of communication? Cold calling. No, no, no. no. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. But that's old school because apparently now you have the computers and Facebook, yeah. and so it's not necessarily word of mouth. It's yeah. word of I don't know if you media. caught it the other night, but uh, Billy Goodman said c- called Facebook the Facebook. Mm, he's not good at Facebook either. No, he is not. He's not. He's. I don't think he's on the Facebook. No, he? he's on. He is. He's on. Okay. He's actually probably better than I am at it. Is he? Because he, he's, he's got a little bit more time. I see. He's got more time in his hands. Yeah. Got more time. Yeah. Basketball's over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is his slow time of year. Yeah. It's snowing outside, so yeah. he, he's can't, pro- he's he probably, can't golf yet. Yeah. So <laughs> he's working on our next big guest. We got a big, potentially a Who, big. Who's next? We don't know sh- yet. I We're working on. We've got a few feelers out there. Uh-huh. We've got some commitments. Uh-huh. Probably shouldn't talk about it yet until we we right. know. But until we confirm. But look for some sure. big things. We will be podcasting yeah. uh, at Madden's yeah. on Sunday yeah. at three o'clock. A couple of Hall of Famers were in the in the mix there, right? A couple of uh, main Hall of Famers. Maybe we'll, we can't. We don't know yet. We've got some feelers on it. So you want to get to the interview? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right, let's go. I know the perfect little path. All right, it is March twelfth, and we are here in the coaches' corner booth, the home coaches' corner booth. We are not broadcasting from Madden's tonight. We are broadcasting. From my home, uh, and we have a very special guest. We we interviewed last night. We interviewed Super Bowl champion Trevor yeah. Bates, Super Bowl champion. Pretty big. How pretty many big guys get. can say that? Pretty huh? big get. Uh, seriously, Brian Urlacher. Yeah. No Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Championships. Trevor Bates, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, he's got All a right. ring to prove it. So we continue to get great gets. We step it up tonight. With the Kennebunk swim coach Andy Kula, so it's been it's pretty <laughs> oh, it's, it's big, pretty uh, big. big it's a good was, thing you went I'm in that order. A little bit. I mean, I was I was very nervous preparing for this. I've, I've uh, how prepared. do you how do you prepare for the Kennebunk swim coach <laughs> after the Super Bowl champion? I mean, it's a good thing you went in this order. Well, First of all, you you're get, you're well prepared now. 
I'm prepared. First of all, you get in the pool and you do a couple laps. Yep. Yeah. So I, I did. I really wish you would have taken the speedo off before you <laughs> before you did this, but that's fine, John. Whatever, whatever well, floats your boat. So it's comfortable. So I swam for two years in high school. Did you Did you know that? Well, uh, I didn't know that, but clearly you were successful. You're standing in front of me today. So I, I made it out did, of the pool. You, yep. I made it out of the pool. I had a great coach. One of the best coaches I really ever had was a guy named Lee Crocker. I know Deering Lee. High. I know Lee. Outstanding human being and uh, outstanding coach. And uh, I, 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 swam, I, I, I swam my junior and senior year and uh, played, you know, played baseball, played on the football team, didn't play much. I was on the football team. Um, played baseball <laughs> on the football team. Uh, but I thought, you know, and I played bass, all the sports growing up. I thought, man, I'll, I, I go swimming in the lake in the summertime. My friend Tom Lynch has a swimming pool, and I, I, I can stay above water. I thought, man, I go in that pool, and uh, I knew a lot of the guys in the swim team. They're great guys, but I'm like, I'll, I'll kick their butts. I'll go in there. I'll, I'm, I know I'm fast. I'm faster than my brother Tim, so I pretty much can beat anybody. So I go in the pool. Um, first practice, I thought I was going to die. It's thought, hard. Thought I was going to die. It is hard work. It was. It is the toughest sport, uh, you know, to me that I ever that I ever participated in. Because in baseball, you you maybe run the bases afterwards. You do some, you know, do some sprints. Um, football at the end of practice, you do some sprints, do different conditioning drills, up and downs, those types of things. Swimming is two hours of conditioning. You are constantly moving. Yep. So. So talk about you're the Kennebunk High swim coach. How long have you been the swim coach? I uh, just completed my fourth season as the head coach. Fourth season. Fourth season, and I wrote down, this is the one thing I wrote down for this interview since I know you so well. Yeah. Four conference championships in four years. Four conference championships for the girls. For the girls. Okay, and uh, no state championships, though. No, but we do have a sportsmanship award, which has nothing to do with their coach. All, all them. That's pretty good. Like Trevor Bates, grew up in Westbrook. Did and we ran into you uh, and your brother uh, also probably uh, at some little league event or a clinic that we might have been running or or something at some point. Yep, I I'm sure that I ran into you at little league opening day. Probably that's right. I seem to that's remember. Right. Yeah, I seem to remember uh, John throwing out the first pitch. A you know, big honor. I'm yeah, sure. fastball down the middle. I Split think, the plate in half. I think you still have, is that the ball right on the on the <laughs> shelf? You kept, kept it. that ball. Kept it. <laughs> he signed so, it himself too. <laughs> Put it in my shelf and uh, yeah, no, that was pretty cool. We used to come out for the little league opening day. I remember the first year we were there in two thousand three. Uh, the um, the little league uh, president or whatever, or Rick Knight, said, "Hey, can you guys come down to the little league." And we definitely were interested in connecting the high school program to the little league and. Talked a little bit about that last night, trying to, you know, as as, as all coaches try to do to grow their program, um, to try to connect the little league to the high school program because, man, those those little leaguers, we wanted them looking up to the high school kids, right? And well, so, and it starts at the at the bottom when you're talking about development. Yeah. So, so, so we met you there, and then uh, and then you you come to Westbrook High, and and we're you know we're coaching, and. Uh, so was who's your who's your first team coach? Uh, I had Gene McClure. Oh my god! Talking about great Gene McClure, Mahuska and cricket piss yeah. and <laughs> that's stuff. right. Yeah. That's right. We had uh, Gene was with us and uh, rest in peace, Gene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
he was uh, he was a he was a coach at Deering when we were there, and um, we had uh, you know I think we had uh, he had sent us a, like we, we you know he was following our you know us at Westbrook and being a Westbrook guy, and and uh, he had sent us some really nice you know uh, emails you know encouraging and said some nice things about us in the newspaper, and and uh, so the, when the freshman team position opened or the first team position opened, um, you know he applied, and we we uh, we were we were very excited to have him. And uh, so he was your first, you know, high school. My coach. first experience yeah. in high school baseball. Old school. It was old school, but I liked it. Yeah. You know, it was disciplined, and that was, uh, you know, sometimes he would talk about things, and we'd all go, um, "I don't, I, I, I don't know what you're saying, Mahuska." Yeah. What is what is? I have I have a blister on my on my on my finger, coach, from throwing. Oh, just dump it in some cricket piss. You'll be fine. <laughs> Huh? What? Where do I find cricket piss? <laughs> do they do they sell that at Rite Aid? <laughs> uh, he was a great guy. So so yeah. So so then you run into Tim, right? The following year, right? Yeah. Let's not talk about. Um, I mean, yes, yes, <laughs> sitting I did. right here, buddy. I'm yeah. Sitting right here. Yes, I did. Wonderful experience. Uh, best coach I ever had. <laughs> Good answer. Um, and uh, and what was that experience like? Uh, you know what? That was that was a probably. The first time that I actually felt like I was, um, you know, worth something on a baseball team. Yep. Um, I had a clearly defined role, and I did everything I could to excel in it. And that was, you know, as a 15-year-old kid, not an easy thing to understand. But, um, you know, that was that was the the first time that I was like, you know what? I can, I can get on board with this because I respected you guys and you know I I knew that you know I knew what my role was going to be and and you know I I wasn't the best player on the team but I got the same coaching and I got better so yep. that was that was good yeah and and I think safe safe to say that you know that you you weren't hitting third and uh you 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 weren't our stud pitcher um but I I'll tell you something Andy we 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 definitely saw something in you and uh we saw someone that that was super passionate about baseball loved loved the game of baseball and uh so i remember the conversation we had when when you were a junior uh i said andy i can put you on the jv for another year but i you know just in getting to know you i knew you wanted to be a coach you know i knew that was your long term plan it wasn't to play college baseball or or really anything beyond that. I knew you had a tremendous passion for the game, a tremendous passion for coaching. So I kind of threw it out to you as a junior. I said, hey, you want to play on the JV another year and just keep playing? Or you want to come up and sit with me and and uh, and uh, sit next to me and we'll talk about great game strategies and, and those types of things and, you know, basically start your, you know, be an apprentice coach. And you said? Uh, yeah, <laughs> sign me up. But again, I think I think that was going back to the previous year and, knowing my role and, uh, and, and, you know, a lot of it comes from my parents too. You know, the conversation, uh, I remember going home and, uh, after Tim and I had discussed my role the, the year before and, uh, them saying, well, you got to get better. Yep. You know, that was the, you know, and, and I was frustrated. I've never told Tim this, but I was frustrated and, uh, I was, you know, it was not easy to hear. Um, but again, he, he was honest and, you know, I've, I've got great parents who said, you got to get better or, 
you know, accept your accept your role because they weren't going to complain for me. Um, that's not their their style. Yeah. So, um, but your coach your coach communicated to you, told you where you stood, and you you didn't like necessarily what he said, but I respected it. But you respected it, right? Yep. So so let's uh, let's fast forward that now to to your coaching career. How how did uh, not 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 to you know. Man, the last thing I want people to think is that we're trying to build ourselves up on this podcast or anything like that. But, but, um, but one thing I can just say this for myself: like there were times where growing up, you know, uh, I was I was the best player on the team. There were times where I was the worst player on the team. And uh, I know, like on the swim team, I can tell you, my junior year, Andy, I was the worst swimmer on the team. I, I nearly drowned my first race. <laughs> I remember Lee Roger put me in the two hundred. So for those of you who don't know, that's eight laps. And I came out and I swam my tail off the, that's, the first two laps, and I'm like, "Wow, that's my I, that's like my opinion the toughest event that you can that's that is the toughest event that's like the that is the it's still a sprint but it's you know still it's it's a distance event too so you, yep. you're yep that's that was, well, that was very I, I nice was very, good, though. very nice I, of your coach. I'm looking over I'm seeing these other we're swim, swimming against Cape Elizabeth so back then I don't know how good they are now but back then they were a powerhouse no they still and I'm are. like man. I'm in the, the outside lane, the sixth lane, which is where they put the bad swimmers because the wake falls to the outside of the pool, you know. So I'm getting – but I'm I'm right with everybody the first two laps. I'm like, you know what? I was right. I really am good at this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, by the fourth lap, uh, you know, they were creating some distance. By the sixth lap uh, – You didn't see I, them I didn't anymore. didn't see anybody. By the seventh lap, I was the only one left in the pool. <laughs> The other five swimmers had gotten out, and by the eighth lap, all I can remember is what a great group of guys that I swam with, and they were all on the side of the pool, and that was the beauty of being on the outside, yep. Yep. is they were all there, and every time I took a stroke, and I could see them right now, I can see their faces right now, go, 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 yep. and uh, there were some guys, like I had a real, real good friend named Daryl Finkelman, and he was so excited I came up for the swim team, and I think it was because he's like, I'm going to kick his ass in the pool, and uh, he did. And uh, but I just remember them being on the side of the pool and Daryl and his face just going, "Go, Johnny, go, go, go!" And it, and and it was just tremendous camaraderie. So just getting back to my point, I I knew what it was like coaching, and I still do what it was like to be the worst player, and and how Lee Crocker treated me, and I also knew what it was like to be. The, and it's easy when you're the best player because you know it's it everything. Everybody looks up to you. The coaches are nice to you. That's whole that whole thing. Right. But but talk about you know. Talk about your experiences as a player and how it's how it's affected you as a coach or how you deal with kids as as the coach. Well, I would say that I you know I you really mean to the kids. That I, suck? I'm I'm yep <laughs> I'm awful to the kids that are bad. Um, you know I just I leave them leave them off to the side and yep yep here you go uh, here's a tennis ball. Um, no, I think um, you know for me I I had some pretty good coaches uh, in high school both swimming and baseball and I I you know not being the best on the swim team, not being the best on the baseball team, but still feeling like I was a part of the team and was valued. And um, I think as a coach, that's something that I look at. Now, I have 58 kids. That's that's not an easy thing to do. Um, but do I have, think Do you have assistant coaches? I do. I have, I have uh, two uh, swim coaches. I have also, also have a diving coach. Um, they're outstanding. Um, I think – you know, we work so well together that it's, you know, if I say something to one group of kids, they're going to go relay it to another group of kids. And it's, you know, it's pretty fluid at this point. Four years in, we had a great group of kids who, you know, 
it was always, yes, coach. Uh, thank you, coach. Um, they shake my hand after practice, which was, uh, that was a new thing for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just, uh, it's not easy feeling like I can make a connection with 58 kids uh, in a season. Um, but I try my best. And So are you the girls and the boys? Girls and the boys. Swimming coach. Yep. Okay. And I ran into you when uh, when one uh, my son AJ was playing a basketball game down at Kennebunk. That's right. And you guys were having a little had some of little, my chop suey. Yeah. Yes, I had that chop suey. That, that was pretty good. That was uh, so talk about you know something you do as a coach coming over to your house every Friday night for spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. That was something that I remember when I started coaching, and I said things that I wanted to do. Uh, you know, you you made us feel like you were we were a part of your family, and that was something that that was a culture that thing that I think, no matter what happened, you know, we knew that life was going to be okay, and you know, you were going to be there for us. Tim was going to be there for the you know all of our coaches were going to be there for us, and our teammates were, and that was something that I I always wanted to create, whether it was baseball or swimming when I was coaching, and um, so I started that my first year. I, Right before our conference championship meet, I uh, I get all the crock pots in the world. I think I'm up to eight now when I make chop suey for the team with all those kids. But uh, you know that that's something that I I actually you know I enjoy doing it for them and uh, they appreciate it. And it's just a you know the day that I don't feel like I'm making a connection to the kids, they're not you know they're not part of my family. That's when I can step away. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, you know, I think one of the things, the biggest things I learned in coaching was, um, you know, every, you can't coach every kid the same way. Everybody is different. Everybody's motivated by different things. And uh, for me, having the team dinners and those types of things, I got to know everybody on a personal level, what, you know, kind of what made them tick. And uh, it really helped me uh, build relationships and and I I tell this story a lot about uh, about Matt Nelson he was my first athletic director and um, I remember a couple of kids on the team um, one of the things I tried to do when I got to Westbrook is as Matt said you know we're not very good and we throw throw a lot of bats we drop f bombs um, uh, we throw helmets and we just we we're not very good and we look really bad and we're making the community look bad so. I really focused that first, you know, year, year and a half, you know, on two years, you know, actually the whole time we were there, but really had to kind of took a couple of years to clean it up a little bit. And uh, I remember I got on a couple of the, my really good players and kids that I really cared about, but they were also, you know, two of my best players pulled them aside and and I and I kind of, sh- you know, really got on them pretty bad. And, and I was driving home and I felt really bad about it, riding home on the bus. I remember getting off the bus and, um, and, uh, and Matt Nelson, uh, you know, I went to his office and I kind of said, you know, Matt, man, I, I, I really feel I really got on these two kids. I really love those kids. But I kind of feel like, you know, I was I was, you know, I feel bad that I had to get on him. And he just looked at me and he said, he goes, do you have a relationship with them? Do they know you care about them? And I said, yeah, they do. And he said, you're going to be fine. And so for me, and I think, you know, you're sharing the same experiences is building that relationship not only helped me get to know the kids. It was funner for me. But also, I knew I could push them a little bit harder because yeah. they knew I loved them and they knew I cared about them. Yeah, that's the, you know, coaching, teaching. You're you're parenting at the same time. You know, you're you're these parents are are giving you up to their kid, you know, their kids up to you for, 
two hours a day or, you know, in the classroom five days a week. And, you know, that's, that's not something that I take lightly. And, I, you know, that's, there's a lot of trust there. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that I really enjoy doing um, is, is seeing my kids out of season, um, whether they're, you know, I have, I have some baseball players from last year um, that decided they wanted to swim this year because they had a great experience in baseball and they didn't do anything in the wintertime. And I see, you know, they played soccer. My assistant coach is the soccer coach. So, you know, I went to all the boys' soccer games. I made sure that I was doing the clock for, for the games. And I got to watch them play. And then I, you know, I like going to the girls' lacrosse games and just seeing them in their other um, their other venues. And, you know, they like to see me there. Um, it's another way that they can see that I care about them. Yep. Um you know, I have one one kid in particular who plays football, and uh, I remember earlier in this season. You know, he's a he's a got a lot of potential as a swimmer, and he's really still raw. He's brand new to the sport in the last couple of years, and and uh, we were working on flip turns and in particular, and and his needed some work, and he wasn't doing them, and I you know started uh, hey, let's do them, let's get work. You know, we got to get better continued to not do them so finally i said hey what would happen if uh you're at football practice and you missed a tackle oh man coach would really get pissed at me and i said okay i want you to envision that the next time that you don't do a flip turn i said because that's what i'm going to turn into Mm -hmm. and that was i don't know if it was the switch he needed but from then on it was Mm -hmm. okay i'm I'm gonna work on this i'm gonna and he's a great kid but he just needed to hear it in something he needed he he swims like a football player yeah and he's a competitor, but he just needed to hear it in a different, a different way. Um, so speaking of dual meets, let's talk about dual coaching. You're also a baseball coach. I am. I and am. Uh, so, so we we uh, Tim and I left uh, Westbrook High uh, to pursue uh, a greater calling, parenting. Um, yeah, I'd, and I'd, being good at my job. I don't know um, if you made the right choice. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so so after after that, obviously we we kept in touch. I got to go to your which which oh man, this is the best, right? When you get the invitation to the graduation party, I mean that that actually says, hey, we uh, want you to come uh, eat food at my house, yeah. maybe uh, have a beverage. Tim did and not cook did burgers not cook that <laughs> for that one. That's very important. To say. You want yeah. <laughs> to have some finger food? What are those little sandwiches that you stuff the mystery meat in? We want you to eat one of those yeah. and come. And bring a present, please. Right. So, if you, I don't know if you remember what I, I brought I still, for you. I still have it. I, it's the uh, baseball coaching Bible. I still have it. I brought that for you because you and I got to spend some time that year. We talked about strategies. We talked about coaching, yeah. and tried to give you everything I possibly could. What I, what very little I knew about baseball. Uh, <laughs> Nose over belly button. <laughs> Nose over belly button. It served you well. That one uh, shuffle, is, shuffle throw. That one is making its way uh, through the ranks of uh, baseball in Maine. The, the more teams that I get involved with. <laughs> hey, it works. It works. Nose over belly button. So we're, ta- we're talking about pitching delivery, just to kind of stay back, keep your weight back, stay balanced, nose over belly button. I learned that from uh, from a uh, an, an ex-Pittsburgh pirate when Tim and I uh, were working at uh, what was Four Seasons Baseball. It was owned by... Uh, a wonderful person, uh, Peggy Siegel, and and her husband, and uh, we we started working there because I had coached their son in like 
senior little league. She said, I'm starting this thing. It's an indoor baseball facility. And, and, uh, you know, I'd love for you to come coach. And so I show up there the first day and, uh, you know, she's got Ed Flaherty. She, she's got, uh, was Boots uh, there at that point? Boot, yeah. Bob Booten, Bob Booten was there. Yeah. Who's who was a uh, college, you know, college baseball coach? It was Brandeis. You know, yeah. Brandeis, yeah. Um, we had just the who's who of high school coaches there, and John Eisenhower, and then me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she had, you know, she had ex professional players. She was just, she just loved loved uh, baseball, and she had so she had a lot of ex professional. So, anyways, I'm. I'm I'm in there and and I'm watching these guys do lessons and stuff. And I remember there's this guy and I, I I wish I could I probably could Google his name, but I can't come up with it right now. But anyways, maybe he might have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> he probably does if he's anybody. <laughs> yeah. He has a Wikipedia. Right. Um, I do not. So well, we got to get one for you. Um, so I'll get so my I just remember going nose over belly button, nose over belly button. I just kind of got it. I understood what he was talking about, staying back and all that stuff. So 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 it's good good to hear that that you're uh, you're keeping. Keeping that. I'm just saying it. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> so you start your. So what was the first baseball coaching job that you had, um, other than coaching uh, your younger brother Reed, right. who, by the way, was a little league World Series. He, he did. He played kid. in the Little League World Series. Yeah. Uh, I think my my first coaching uh, was actually my senior year of high school. I did Babe Ruth. Uh, I coached my brother and uh, some of his friends. Um, that was my first experience. My first experience. It wasn't uh, about you. Sure, it was. <laughs> Tim just wrote a note down in uh, chicken uh, scratch. We're, we're not, yeah. So we're not going to talk about <laughs> what he wrote on the paper. Uh, so <laughs> it's more of a picture <laughs> than words. I like so pictures better. Your, your brother's going to listen to this. He, your brother's an awesome guy, and I got to like you know reconnect with him at your wedding, and uh, he's like a bodybuilder now. He's a big he dude is, now, he you is. know. But back then, he. he, he Reed hates it when I say this, but he was the cutest oh, little leaguer. Oh yeah, ever to play his, in the little his, league World his Series. His luscious locks little guy. flowing. Oh yeah, the Johnny Damon <laughs> yeah. years. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, he was just the littlest guy, and he was just oh man, he was just he was what little league baseball. When I mean, they he kept panning the to him. Child. He yeah. was. He was the poster the, child the, the, for little league baseball. Yeah. And what it's all about. The uh, the camera loved him. Yeah. You know, the camera oh, yeah. loved him. He so. loved it too. Yeah. If I remember yeah. correctly. He didn't stop smiling. I bet he didn't stop smiling from the time he got there until until he left. No, and actually, I I remember. Uh, he told us that they used to do the I don't know if they still do it for the Little League World Series but when Harold Reynolds was still uh, doing it they used to do the building blocks and he'd take a kid or two from teams and do a fundamental piece and Reed was the the kid from the New England team picked and uh, you know for that team he played the outfield and uh, I guess uh, Harold was looking for a catcher to do something, and Reed goes, "Well, I'll do it." And he goes, "But you don't." And he goes, "No, I I can catch, I can do it." <laughs> and uh, I think he ended up doing a spot in the infield for him, even though you know for that that team he he played left field. But that was just it, you know he had the the same itch for for yeah. baseball as yeah. as I did. Yeah. And I know you you've been a great great big brother brother to him. Now, did you coach his team? Was that your first? I did. That okay. was my first uh, my first endeavor. Coached him, uh, Babe Ruth. Uh, it was a good experience for me because it got my feet wet. You know, I I found out how much I didn't know about coaching. Not what I didn't know about baseball, but what I didn't know about coaching because there is a difference, and I think that's yeah. that's something that a lot of people don't understand. There's yeah. a difference between knowing how to coach and knowing baseball. Well, for example, I remember my, <laughs> when I first started coaching baseball, I, a left-handed pitcher, 
I didn't know how to turn a double play. I, I had seen it. I played first. I'd seen them spin it around, but the footwork and those types of things. And you realize how, how I guess, how little you do know. You know, yeah. you think you know the game. You watch the Red Sox on TV. But all the little fundamentals, the little things that are big things that that uh, that, that help you make plays, you, you got to go, oh, Oh, I got to teach this now. I got to figure <laughs> right. this out. <laughs> and there's always something. That there's always as much as you think you know. There's always something that's happening. Always oh, yeah. something that yeah. somebody else is doing that you're like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And it's something bigger, and it just keeps growing and expanding. And yeah. you could coach your whole life. And I bet, yeah. I bet there are plays in Major League Baseball that a coach who's been coaching forever yeah. has never seen before. Yeah, so. I remember uh, uh, when I was coaching with when AJ played Maine Lightning with Mike DeAndrea yeah. and. Uh, and Mike played, you know, half a dozen years of minor league baseball and, and coached successfully at the high school level. And remember, something came up in a game. He goes, you know what, Johnny? He goes, you know what I love about this? He goes, man, I learn something new all the time, you know. And I'm thinking, man, this guy has a Ph.D. in baseball, and he's still learning stuff. And that's that's the fun thing about it, you know. And, and uh, I think all of us coaches, we're the best thieves, right? We, we like, we <laughs> learn. Teachers, we, too. Yeah. That's right. We you learn steal, from each other, right? You steal from, the, yeah. from who, yeah. what, you know, and that was – I, I can remember, you know, Babe Ruth is still, you know, they're 13, 15 years old. You've got kids that have played a lot of baseball and, and have a lot of experience and yeah. know the game. Yep. And then you have kids that, you know, they've never done it before. So you have to teach them all the little, you know, the, yeah. the little things. And yep. I still teach how to take a lead the same way. Yep. Lay down on the ground. Yeah. And Put I your cap down. Yeah. Yep. Lay down on the which, ground, step in a which, dive. Which you learned, which we learned from Mike Conley at Boat Boat uh, Bowden College. Tim and I used to go up and help Mike. We learned Mike that and from Booten and uh, <laughs> what's the, guy that, the big guy from Brandeis. Yeah, right? yep. Um, so, so yeah, you pay it forward and you, and you try to make and, and you you fill out your uh, your coaching repertoire. In other words, you know, you learn how to take leads. You you learn how to you know field ground balls um just the the act of fielding a ground ball like like i mean i remember just breaking that down and really understanding you know um the fundamentals of fielding which you think you know glove down butt down blah 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 but there's right. there's other things that that help you field the ground ball right and, and uh, you know now it's it seems to be the the trend is you know attack just attack the baseball yeah. rather than yep. you know that uh that was not the way it was when I was learning how to play. So you you do yeah. have to you have to take what you know, and you also have to be willing to you know adapt yeah. to to new ideas. And yeah, uh, yeah. that's not always easy to do. But yep, yeah. yeah. AJ took a lesson from uh, Ken Joyce uh, a few weeks ago before he left for spring training, and and uh, so some of the foundational things that he talked about were like, oh wow, man, that's that's really great, you know. And and talk about another guy that's been around great hitting coaches and. And um, you know, and now now when I'm working with you know with the high school team and and uh, you know Lindsay's softball team and and AJ's you know friends and stuff like that, you know I, I find myself repeating that stuff I learned three weeks ago. You know, so anyways, you uh, you you start coaching Babe Ruth, right? Then uh, then what was the next what was the next thing for you? Um, after that, I did Junior Legion and uh, JV yep. uh, baseball at Westbrook. Yep. Um, from won, there, won a state championship with a won a state championship legion team, uh, state and regional championship yes. with New a England regional New England champion. regional yeah. championship. Yep, uh, with a Westbrook team, and that that group of kids went on to win a they won a state, state championship. championship. Yeah, with uh, yep. I don't remember what year that was. Now, it's, 
They're all blending together. Well, you, you, you're a young man. You should, you should well, remember this stuff. They're all blending know. together. <laughs> this would mean this is my. This will be my eleventh year coaching uh, baseball. Technically, outstanding. So yeah. it's uh, and you you on that uh, that New England Junior Legion Championship team. You coached with, uh, with a couple Andrew, of uh, Andrew Kierstead, right? Andrew and, Kierstead and, and Taylor Cluart. Okay, Taylor. Okay, so a couple yep. of couple yep. of uh, Blue Blazes legends. Yep, yep. Andrew was uh, was uh, the main Telegram League uh, player of the year in 2005, and went on to uh, to pitch for St. Joe's success, very successfully, and and uh, yeah. very fun to him. And, I think the the one thing that I I know I'll take away from that summer, and I'll remember, you know was just the amount of fun that yeah. that we all had and I think that that's something that I will continue to do is you got to be you got to be having yeah. fun. Yeah. I think that's the the one thing that I will always you know there's it's got to be serious there's times where you have to be disciplined but it's you got to enjoy what you're doing. You you have to be having fun. I think I think baseball is a sport too where um you can't press. You know, you you got to stay loose. You got to do the right things. You got to play the game the right way. But you, but but you can't be military. Like you got to stay loose. You gotta... We uh, that that summer, we're playing New Jersey, uh, in the semifinal game under the lights in New Bedford, Massachusetts, and uh, the New Jersey team was thirty eight zero or something like that for the summer. Their senior legion team that night, um, we watched play on ESPN against Hawaii in the senior legion World Series. Um, the coach uh, was a scout in the Padres organization. Um, they didn't uh, delineate between varsity and JV for Legion. It was, we have so many kids, so if you're young enough to play Junior Legion, here you go. Um, and they were a really, really good team. And here we have, you know, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids from Westbrook. And uh, we go out for we go out for warm-ups and uh, take infield. And uh, the first ball I threw up, I swung and missed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going, man, I, I didn't think I was tense, but, and then I, it was, it was probably the worst infield I have ever yeah. uh, hit in my life. Not, not just, you know, the way I was hitting it, but we made more errors in that 10 minutes than yep. we probably made all summer. Yeah. And finally we, you know, I, I remember Kirsten and I looking at each other and we're like, we got to loosen these guys up. Yeah. And, uh, the know. most overrated thing in, uh, in, in, and baseball and softball is how well you take infield because I've I've hit infield and we look flawless and then we go out in the field and we don't play well. I've hit infield and we look like crap and then we go out and make every play. <laughs> yeah, and and I just like we got to we got to do something to loosen these guys up and you know we, we what we really needed was we were the the visiting team. What we really needed to do was come out and and score a run fast. And uh, I remember we had our our leadoff hitter bunt. He makes it on first. Uh, and then I said, well, I think we're going to bunt again. And uh, so we had our number two hitter bunt, and uh, they threw the ball away. And uh, we ended up staying first and second, um, but we had first and second, nobody out. And uh, we had our third hitter bunt, and uh, we were at second and third with one out, and uh, our cleanup hitter came up, hit a single. We scored both runs. We're up 2 nothing. Uh, you know, 15 minutes after we just blew our infield. And uh, from that moment on, we ended up winning 5-1. And uh, it was, you know, we just needed to have fun. We yeah. needed to remind ourselves that this is a game. And, yeah. and that was one of those things that I'll never forget was, was yeah. that. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a, uh, 
there's a fine line between having fun and goofing off, you know, and and uh, and uh, it, when you get 15, 16 year old boys, <laughs> sometimes it's hard for them to understand what that line is, you know, and and uh, so as a coach, you if you see them, they're tense, you know, they're not, you know, they're not screwing around. You gotta you gotta lighten them up, and if they feel like they're too loose, then you gotta you gotta tighten them up, right? Keep them keep them balanced, right? Yeah, yeah, you gotta toe the line, yeah. for sure. So so then you move on to uh reluctantly I got a call from this guy. <laughs> he uh you know, I uh Tim uh was hired at Deering and uh gave me a call, gave me an opportunity to uh be a varsity assistant and uh you know, that was really you know, I just won the, the regional championship with the, the Westbrook kids. Um but that was really the moment where I was like, Yeah, maybe I can do this. Um, was when somebody else said to me, "Hey, I want you to, uh, I want you to come on board and yep. and help me do this," because yep. um, that was a that was not going to be an easy transition for us or for the for the kids that were in the program because it was, you know, during high school is, you know, when you think of during baseball, you think you know their their prominence for at least you know when I was in high school, it was like you knew you lost a deering before you got off the bus. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter how well you prepare, yeah, because um, they're just as prepared and they're they're just better. Yeah. Um, and then we walked into a a program that, you know, they, you know, they expected to win, but we just weren't ready to. Yeah. It was it would be, you know, halfway through that first year, uh, the old man Eisenhart uh, hurt his back and uh, <laughs> could barely walk again. He could barely walk and. Uh, we we had a long bus ride and we were going to Bonnie Eagle and he gets off the bus and he goes, "You're gonna have to coach third. I can't move." And I was <laughs> like, "What?" He goes, you "Just you're gonna have to coach third. We can't move." And uh, I remember going. I, I remember that, like the first three innings, I kept looking in the dugout, like making sure that I was doing what Tim wanted me to do. And finally, he looked at me. He goes, "Will you just coach the game?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think it was we were tied one one. Yep. And uh, like the, the top of the sixth, top of the seventh inning, and you know we were the, the kid for Bonnie Eagle was was pitching a really good game, and we had our our best base runner on third base with one out, I think, and maybe it was two outs. They might have done something stupid. Two outs. It was two outs. We were desperate. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember uh, thinking to myself, I got to make something happen here, and I turned my back to the dugout and I uh, looked at the kid and I said, Hey, you need to draw a throw here. And when you, when you see the throw, you need to take off for the plate. And, uh, he scores and wins the game for us. And we won two to one. And I remember thinking this is either going to be the last time that I coach third base or, um, but we ended up that we won that game. And then we rattled off three more in a row. And then I was there permanently. permanently yeah. yeah. So, so Tim leaves to pursue, uh, parenting. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so then, so then the next time, yeah, I mean, the next time I see you on a baseball field is, is last spring. That's right. And, uh, AJ came down to County Bunk. And yep. So, so that was like a uh, full circle, right? For, that was you know. full circle. <laughs> that was really so. full circle. Cause you know, uh, I'm in the stands watching. Well, you're I'm in the stands now. You're in the stands watching. And this is, this is, you know, there's a foul ball. It might even have been AJ. I don't even remember, but you know, Gan Gan sitting on the bleachers. Gan Gan being our our mom. Yep. Gan Gan's yep. on the bleachers, and 
you know, the ball goes towards her and there's, you know, John's on his cell phone talking business, probably not, not really paying attention. And then all of a sudden the, you know, Gan Gan gets hit with the ball. And I said in the dugout, I go, Oh my God, Gan Gan. And the kids go, the kids were like in the dugout, like coach, that's really mean. Just cause she's old. Doesn't mean you have to, die. I was like, no, 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 that's Gan Gan. You don't understand. I said, I bet you she's got pumpkin bread over there too. And sure enough, after the game, she walks over coach. I, I bet you, you want some pumpkin bread. Yes, I do. The, 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 the little kids call it Gan Gan bread. That's not, it's oh. pun- Gan Gan bread. This yeah. section of the program sponsored, sponsored by, by Gan Gan bread. bread. Pumpkin bread. Um, can be found readily available in her apartment. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what's going on with you this spring? We got, uh, we got one week until pitchers and catchers report. Uh, what is your role at Kennebunkai this year? Uh, I will be, uh, volunteering my time, uh, with the program this year. I took on a new role at my school as a middle school athletic director. Oh, very nice. Uh, so I will be, uh, coaching coaches. Coaching coaches, uh, I'll be busy with that. Or scheduling uh, buses. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, but I'll be doing that um, so when I can give my time to the, to the program because I still want to be involved. I still want to coach the still kids. still want to hit fungos. Love hitting fungos. <laughs> <laughs> the left-handed fungo is it's the best one. I think he just likes wearing the pants. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one thing that I you know what they uh, would get rid of. Listen, I gotta tell you, they yeah. can't find a big enough hat for him. Yeah, no. he's got a melon like yours. Hey, so is it an eight? Oh, wait, is it an eight yet? It, it my my melons, you know, it's it far. fluctuates. He used to uh, yell at me all the time. Did you did you buy the right size hat? <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry, Andy. Oh, no. no, I think we had a one special, year. I actually did, and it didn't come in. Right, we had to special order a helmet for yeah. me to to coach right. third. <laughs> And that was that was great because I got to go home and say, "Hey, Tim uh, ordered me a helmet." It looked like a Volkswagen Bug. So <laughs> that thing was huge, but it uh, it did the job. But uh, um, I was told that we had a, another special guest that was going to be here tonight. Um, God. So, oh, 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 Turn the tables there was on one, you. There was one. There was one stipulation. I was going to turn the tables. And, and, many people and, may not know who. Well, I'm going to tell a story. Lo- well, about, let, me, let me set it up. At okay. Least All right. Excuse me. Start crapping. Sorry. I'm See, not. Listen, you're talking about his man over here. I know. Andy Lopez was the. Uh, he coached at uh, Pepperdine University. He grew up in the Los Angeles area. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he likes walks in the Sorry. park. Uh, he, he coached at uh, Pepperdine. The the waves, I think they're called. And then he coached at Florida, and he uh, finished his coaching career at Arizona. Did Kramer and, uh, ever play for him? No, they, like they yeah, Mike, they missed, they missed one another. Yeah. I'm um, sure John did ask that question. I'm sure he did. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Anyway, yeah. That's that's yeah. what he led that was, with his that was that his lead in. Yeah. Yeah. I was name dropping. It was warm. Yeah, it's warm um, calling. Did you play for Lopes? But I, I will you still say, hired him. He's still the hire. Yeah, I will say this. So when I first got the job at Westbrook. Um, Ian bought me a book, a coaching book, and it was Coaching Baseball by Andy Lopez. And it was a, a thick book, fully with pictures and descriptions, and it was really Too easy, coach. It was really <laughs> large, large, you know, uh, large book. It wasn't your standard size book. It was large book it's with, with small print. Saying. I mean, if you to put this 
it would have been two Bibles. You put it you right. put it in the right print, the right size pages would have been mm-hmm. so for me it was it was the it was my baseball Bible. It, it took was, the place of the uh, family photo album on yeah. the coffee table. It was his precious. Yep. yep. So we go had, ahead. We, tell the, we, story. Uh, <laughs> the the three of us had the opportunity to go to the World Baseball Convention at Mohican Sun uh, a few years ago now, <laughs> and uh, Andy Lopez is is there. He's one of the presenters, and you know they they had a lot of different people. Uh, a lot of different sessions and multiple sessions. Can I just say that <laughs> no, you he can't. had won the national championship he, yes. the year before. Yep. So College World Series. So oh, we the highest level. We were planning out our day trying to figure out, you know, who we were gonna go see and John kept going on and on. He goes, I don't care where we go or I don't care what you guys do, but I am going to see Andy Lopez talk. And uh you know, I think we had just decided, Yeah, that's fine, we'll we'll go there and the session right before that was uh, Jim Hickey from the <laughs> right. uh, Tampa Bay Rays, and we were sitting right next to him before he's presenting. And you know, Tim was talking to Jim Hickey. I'm like, can you guys keep it down over that place? <laughs> hey, Jim, Coach Tim. Lopez. <laughs> oh, I, I do believe that uh, at the end of Jim Hickey's session, this is before Lopes yeah. comes on the on the stage. Jim Hickey, Hickey, his last name is Hickey had been on the his stage. His last name is Lopez, by the way. Yeah, but well, it's Lopes, not Davy Lopes from it's, the Dodgers in the seventies. Right, right, but it's very different. It's very Lopes different. by those who know him. I mean, as you're the one as who, you do. You're the one who told me his name was Lopes. No, no, no. Is Andy Lopez? Don't disrespect his last name. Okay, let's <laughs> okay. get this right. Excuse me. This section of the so. program sponsored by <laughs> so, John's Infatuation. So, uh, Jim Hickey uh, sits down next to us, and we were talking to him. Like, you know, he's a real nice guy. Uh, we didn't really talk baseball, but we knew who he was. But we were still kind of like, uh, do we do we mention who he is? Does he want that? Do, but you know, nice guy. Yeah. And uh, he's up on the stage. He's been up there for about forty five minutes, and his session is ending. And then there's going to be uh, about ten minutes, and then Andy Lopez is uh, going to be coming Thank on you. the uh, coming on the stage, and. Uh, Jim Hickey says, uh, I've got time for a one really, really quick question, if anybody has one. And, and John raises his hand, and John's question was not a really, really quick one. It was all about the art of the change-up. And uh, do you pull the lampshade, or do you just, you know... And I, it, was a, it was a very articulate, um, well-thought-out, uh, spo- well well-spoken, um, definitely a, a baseball mind question. Um, and I do believe that Jim Hickey thought it was a good question. He did. But Except his, for the eye roll. The- his, his response was, um, I said, quick question. If you'd like me to answer that, I will be in the... Uh, <laughs> Are we lo- going to get to the Lopez story? We so, just this is all set up. This, this is, is all set up. This is, this is painting. By the way, what he told me on the changeup was hand on the ground, like hand with the palm of your hand on the ground. That's your release point. So just so you know for all you baseball coaches. That you actually did follow up. Free with tidbit from the right. Coach's Corner podcast. So uh, this is painting this. This is setting the scene for how um, insane uh, you were this day. Um, and I think insanity is the is the right. It's like a term. teenage girl seeing no, Dave, David Cassidy for the first no, time in the seventies. It's the fan. Or was it was Sean fan. Cassidy? Who, I was. It was a fan. So so fanatical. I think is the word Andy Lopez uh, gives a talk, and it was all about building his program, and uh, you know the kind of the the difficulties that he had to go through. Um, I remember him talking about winning a national championship with Florida and then coming home to walk into his office and there's a voicemail from a parent um, of a kid and they were not happy with the amount of playing time that he got. And 
you know, that was. They were going to sue him. Right. Sue him personally because their kid didn't play in the game, so he did, they didn't get the exposure, so he wasn't going to get drafted as high, and da 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 da. After he had just they just, just won the national just won the national championship. So, um, you know, lo- it was it was a, actually a really really good session. Um, I think we all took a lot from it, um, but the session was over, and there wasn't any time for questions, um, which of course was not what John wanted to hear. So uh, yeah, Lopez stuck a lot of questions. Yeah, <laughs> a lot to say. A lot of things to ask. Lopez. Uh, walks off the stage, and uh, I turned to Tim, and we were talking about something. And the Conley. next thing, no, we moved to Connell's. Was there? Oh, the right, Mike Conley, right? Bowden, that's baseball it. Coach. Uh, don't even remember him being there. But so, no, shout out to Mike. That's well, your back was turned. That's because you yeah. weren't. Yeah, you didn't talk bit. to him uh, because we were talking to him. And then the next thing I do, I say, uh, "Oh, we lost John," and uh, John was uh, over in the corner accosting uh, Andy Lopez. He was at a full happened. sprint. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> what, he had he had some questions. Security stepped in. It no, was, that's not true at all. What 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 happened was I wa- he walked off the stage, and I said, uh, "Hey, Coach Lopez, um, uh, I read your book cover to cover." And he, because he's a great witty guy, right? He said, "He said, uh, oh, so you're the one that read it," and uh, so. So immediately we had that connection of him writing the book and me reading it, and um, the fact that you were holding on to his leg, was, stop, was off, you were stop. he was dragging dragging you behind him. That was a little. That was a little. No, you guys got on me because I was having a very nice conversation with Coach still Lopez. Have a shoe, but and <laughs> and the and the guy the guy that was running the thing said, "I'm sorry, uh, I've got to uh, we've got to move. take him. I've got to take him to the next venue." And. Uh, and you did not let that go. No, no, no. You, no, you said, wanted to follow to the next to venue. The door. Well, were, we were having a conversation, <laughs> and he was being pulled by the arm away from me, and, and we, he wanted to finish the conversation we, as much as We I did. had an agenda that we had set. We had another session to hit Correct. ourselves, um, and you— None were as good as Coach Lopez's, though. Same. Uh, I would actually— He was I, pretty good. I yeah. would agree I would with say, that. I, I would say his, that was the, that was the was best one He was the keynote speaker. I mean, you know, not— I'll shout out respect to Jim Hickey, the great, great pitching coach uh, of the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. I think he still is. No, I, be- I actually believe he's uh, – I think he followed Joe to Chicago. Are you, are you kidding me? I, we need – this is – we got to – have get some confirmation on I was going to say, you have the power at your fingertips. I have I have Matt's here. So. He, uh, uh, he might have a Wikipedia page. So <laughs> this is pretty much – which is where I get all my information from. Right. The Therefore, way. you oh, don't have no. any on me. <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays. So we. So yeah, he's still with the Rays. Still with the Rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My apologies, Jim. So no, no um, sorry. No, he. Andy's right. Ha ha. Uh, Chicago Cubs pitching yes. coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet that uh, club's going to be throwing lots of changeups. Lots of changeups. So, World Series champions. <laughs> two years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, any more stories you want to share about me that are disparaging, which is precisely why I didn't want you on the program? Listen, this is uh, <laughs> there's something I want to I want to hit up while uh, while Andy's right here because I think every coach goes through through the disgruntled uh, the, parent, uh, the ups and downs, right? Uh, yes. So we've talked a lot about uh, him winning a, a regional title. Is that they were the best junior legion team in the country because they, they don't have a World Series for junior legion. So their team was the best team in, in the country at that age for that level. And uh, that year was not without its 
without its issues, right? Parental issues. Uh, no, I don't think there's any year that in the corporate world we call them challenges. Tim, there are challenges. Right, you have to overcome them. But yes, there were there were certainly uh, <laughs> challenges. Uh, opportunities. Right. For it was learning uh, opportunities. opportunities for me to become a better communicator uh, with parents and athletes. Yes. So what did you... Whether I wanted the opportunity or not. Mastering what? the art of bullshnot. <laughs> yes. Well, let's... Uh, so how did you uh, How did you deal with those? Mm. Uh, it, then, uh, it, it's... My, my my stance on how I deal with it has completely changed. Uh, how old were you when you were, you were coaching that team? I was 21. 21 years old, right. 21 years old, and uh, I'm getting parents calling me, asking me how I can sleep at night. and You know, it's, I always looked at it as I'm here for the kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here to please every parent because you can't. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as I know that the relationship that I have with the kid is, is intact and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, then I can sleep at night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back then I, I would listen, I would, uh, have a conversation. Um, you know, I would, I would give up a lot of my personal time to, to people. Um, and then I just decided, you know, I am only here for the kids, you know, um, I've coached with a lot of different people who have a lot of different ways of handling things. And I think, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, I have a responsibility to, to teach these kids something about life. And it's, you know, you know, one of the things that I stress now is, you know, you're, you're going to apply for a job someday and you could be the best prepared you could possibly be for the interview. You could have done everything right in school to, you know, get the best grades and get the best references and you nail the interview and then you get the call. They went with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And how are you going to respond to that? Are you just going to, you know, hit the unemployment line and, and give up? Or are you, are you going to, you know, say, okay, I got to get better. What do I have to do to get better? And I think, you know, that's a conversation that, you know, unfortunately has to be had. But I think that, um, when I've had those conversations in, in recent years and I've, and I've done that with the kids, it really has, you know, the, I don't know if they go home and tell their parents what I said, or, you know, things like that. But, um, it, parents love their kids and you gotta, yeah. you know, they want what's well, best for the I kid. Think, you know, it's funny cause I've had this perspective now of, 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 you know, when I was a coach and, uh, how I viewed the parents and now having basically been, uh, you know, uh, a dad of, of kids that have, you know, <laughs> you know, that have played in or been a part of teams that were successful and, and, you know, you, as a parent, you're um, there's the coach part of my head, you know, that sees it from the coach's perspective, and then there's the parent part of my head, and um, and it's very very difficult as a parent to um, to to have the big picture in mind because you love your kid, you love your kid more than any other kid, obviously on that team, and um, you know I definitely can relate to uh, the the over the top parent. You know, I can see how that can build. The emotions can build, and 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 you know, uh, I can see that better now. As obviously as a parent, you know, and and uh, I like to think I, I I don't think anyone would say I ever you know misbehaved or anything like that. But but man, I I can definitely uh, empathize better with the parents now than just to write it off as ah, oh, they're a bunch of parents. They're you know, pain in the ass and da da da. You know, for me, anyways, you know, um, 
but uh, but as the coach, you got to think about the whole team. What's right, best you gotta, for the team, it's the best know? interest of everybody. It's yeah. not one yeah. one kid in particular. And yep. you know that's the thing as a coach. You know, like you were saying, you understand it from the coach's perspective, but it's hard to understand as a parent. And I'm not. I mean, I'm not a parent. Yep. Um, I'd like to think that everybody that comes and is on my team, like I think of them as my kids, but. You know, I've got all of them to think about, not yeah. just not just one. And I think for for me, you know, it's just parents are gonna they, they love their kids, they want what's best for their kids, and you just have to, you know, as a as a coach, I feel like I've done a much better job in recent years of stepping back and saying, well, why are they saying this? And then I can talk. You know, um, I have I have stepped back and stopped. Um, having certain conversations, um, you know, as far as I, uh, you know, I no longer will address, um, playing time or things like that with, with parents. If the, if your kid wants to have this conversation, my door is always open. Um, some kids take me up on that and we have a good conversation and we, we leave with mutual understanding. Um, you know, And, and you know, parent, parents too, the other thing is that they're so much more vested, uh, than our parents were. I can sp- speak for my generation, you know, with uh, with travel, sports, and so they're vested emotionally because they they put the work in with the kid, you know, um, and they're v- vested financially. Um, and sports are so much more um, um, more of a focus, you know. I think now, I think uh, back then, you know, when we played, it was you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, it was great when our parents came, but we weren't looking to see if they were there or not. We we were playing. You know, just to play, and and it was great if they were there. You know, if they weren't there, it was okay too. He didn't say, oh, you know, hey, you know, you know, but but it, you know, obviously our parents got got us back and forth to the games and all that stuff. But it wasn't the travel, sports teams, and and all those other things. So you do have to, I think, as a coach now, you have to um, at least seek to understand. You know, uh, but there, yeah, I agree with you, Andy. There's there's ground rules that you have to establish. Um, what's what's okay, what's not okay, when's a good time to talk, you know, when's a bad time to talk. Um and um it's it's definitely a balancing act and I think it's you know, we've we've talked about this as one of the reasons why I want to do this whole podcast is that is that it's it's uh it's very difficult now to coach. And um it's not the uh it, you know, the coach's word is in the end all be all and, and uh there's there's all these influencing factors that, that, that go into it and it's I think it's a lot tougher to it's a lot tougher to coach now than than I think it was back, and that's why you see used to see coaches stay for thirty years. And actually, Kennebunk, you guys have a couple of coaches that have been there a long, long we time. Do. We know? do, we do. And um, but you don't. That's very, very rare. You've got two guys that have been there. One thirty guy, plus th- thirty nine years, right? And uh, the football coach, right? Yeah, Raf's been right. there. Yeah, something like that. And your baseball coach has been there a long, long time too, right? Thirty. 35, 36, yeah. I think, for Coach Dill. You know, un- it's unheard of nowadays. Yeah. All right, Nady, thank you so much for joining us here on the Coach's Corner uh, podcast. And uh, I can just say that it's great being a podcaster. But I, I, will, end this, I will end this with one thing. I, I, um, we've, we've spent some time podcasting. and um, Three days? It's been a long time. <laughs> almost it's been a long three time. hours. Wow. We've been doing oh, this. Three days. Wow. And uh, I just want to shout out to my wife because uh, I've been podcasting. And I just want to sing this song for her. 
Oh, God. Where's the mute button? Andy, help me. Can I hear you calling? And that's all we got for tonight. Thank you very much. Me and the boys have been podcasting, and we just can't find the sound. God. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> somebody, uh, <laughs> somebody, call us. I gotta go. This will be cut out. That, that part will be cut out. No, no, <laughs> no. I've got control over that. I apologize to anybody who's listening. And, uh, I understand if you never It's a great song. It's Ticks by Brad Paisley. And um, I, didn't, I don't think you had to check Andy for Ticks. I didn't. You didn't? No. There, there have been times in my life that I wanted to check Brad Paisley for Ticks, though. Okay. You want to talk gotta, about I, that? No, I got a big musical crush on him. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It's not the Tick season, so. It is not Tick season. It's coming up, though. Yeah. I think the Farmer's Almanac said it's going to be a big season for Ticks. Really? Yeah. Even with the, the cold and yeah, the snow? Yeah, the Farmer's Almanac reports out on Ticks. They must, it must be right. Yeah. That's like the internet. It's never wrong. Right? It's never wrong? Yeah. Yeah, there's never fake news. Your, your new favorite thing is Wikipedia. That's where I get all my good information. Yeah. You were a little bummed out that Andy Coulomb did not have... We've got to create a Wikipedia, Wikipedia page for him. Yeah. Did we decide if we could actually create one for him? Somebody has to be the, like, the creator of the Wikipedia. Somebody... Maybe our director of social media she might can know. help us with that. She might know. Casey Mull. Casey... Not Casey Mull. <sighs> Casey Foster. Formerly... What am Casey I doing? Mull. What am I thinking? I don't know. Sorry, Dan. Dan, we love you, Dan. Dan. Dan doesn't care. Nah. No, he doesn't care. He's never, a listener. Never, you know? never hear this He's anyway. Loyal. So, yeah. <laughs> no, he's a loyal listener. Loyal he is listener. a loyal listener. He's listened to every podcast that we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Andy did a great job. Yeah. Um he was uh he he talked one of the most interesting things about what he said was he kind of learned in coaching that sometimes your most difficult times are when you're having the most success as a team because when the team's doing well, um, everybody wants to be a part of that. Yeah. And uh, what happens at times uh, with maybe some of the kids, maybe some of the parents, is that gets to be a little jealousy. Yeah. And uh, sounds yeah. like when he was making that little run with that Junior Legion team, that yeah. Westbrook team that ended up winning the state championship the next uh, next uh, springtime, yeah. uh, there was a little bit of he, he had a lot of calls and from parents. And, yeah. you know, hey, I can't believe you... Uh, you can sleep at night and all those types of things. And we know yeah. Andy's a great guy and, yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, it just had to do with, you know, playing time and all that stuff. I, th- I thought that was really interesting, something he experienced as a young coach that a lot of successful coaches experience. Right. Yeah. I mean, they think about uh, uh, Andy Lopez, right? He wins yep. a national right. title and he's getting phone calls from parents. Yeah. Of he 20, got sued. 20 to he 20. He got sued by right, him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's the craziness of, of, of parents, right? And you're, you just lived it. Right, you're still in it. Yep. You're into the high school years and yep. somewhat beyond the high school years and you're still yep. you know, you can you can totally sense what they're sensing now. But yeah. But as a coach, I what the one of the most impressive things about about Andy um 
And the reason why he was my first call after I got the daring job was Andy is an outstanding human being. Yep. And he gets it. He gets, he gets more, um, about relationships yep. than most of the adults that I know. And he was 20, was he 21, I think, 22 years old when I called him. Yep. But he had been coaching for three or four years, he, right? Yeah. And, uh, and he'd been a head coach of a, of a Babe Ruth team right off the bat, and he'd done some Little League clinics with us, and yep. you know he'd done a lot of coaching before he got there. Yep. But he's just about as where, where I can spike, and I can go get all hot and bothered, and then I can get really low, and he's just about as level as level can get. Yep. He just he takes even everything keeled. into consideration. He's even keeled. Yep. And and when he when he speaks to parents, he he's able to kind of empathize with what they're what they're feeling. Yep. And there aren't a lot of 20, 20 year old kids. Yeah, who very can, matured at a very oh, yeah. young age. Yeah. Yeah. And it's testament to his his mom and dad who are who are outstanding people as well. Yeah, I, I just uh, the only thing I didn't like about the interview was uh the way you guys portrayed mm-hmm. my relationship with the great Andy Lopez. Yeah. I, I thought that I was, think it was uh, spot on. I thought that was fake I news. I think Andy, if he was here, he would he it would was agree. Misportrayed that whole that was an uncomfortable part of the interview. Right. It was probably at first uncomfortable. Do you still have a shoe? Let's be honest. You still I have don't have a shoe. <laughs> Not have a you shoe. can't prove anything. You, you know, listen. It, it was embarrassing. Let's just leave it at that. You can. You, it's okay to own it, John. Andy, I, would, I just went up and talked to him and asked him some questions. Right. And he he, and you, he obliged. And then I actually I sent him an email. Mm-hmm. You guys think that I keep him in my closet? Do we still have that now. email? Because <laughs> I sent him an email. I uh, I'm actually working on something for Andy. He's still got to uh-huh. follow through on it. Uh huh. And exchanged emails with Coach Lopez. Yeah. Um, and uh, he remembered me. It's pretty. F- How can you forget a story? I don't think you can. <laughs> I mean, when you get when you're when you're looking through the glass windows at his house in in Arizona, <laughs> wearing all black and shoe polish oh, on your no. face, it's hard to forget. But um, you know what's cool about that? And all kidding aside, is that he actually responded. Yes, He's a big he did. time coach and some yeah. nobody humble from, guy. Nobody. From Maine. I'm a, yeah. I'm a world I famous mean, podcaster. You, now. Are, you are now somebody. But back then, you were. I mean, you were just a. You know, you literally with a year well, ago. You still have a shoe. So we probably see if there was a fly. <laughs> <laughs> you were nobody, and he called you back, and well, he emailed you back. Nobody. Okay. Yeah. Are we sure okay. that was Andy Lopez, and not his bodyguard that was getting back at you? No, could I could have been the FBI. Uh, no. I, uh, are you sure? I'm not sure, but I I don't. I think Coach we Lopez media master knows. On that. He knows when he's in the presence of greatness. Uh-huh. He remembered me. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think your definition of greatness is very different than mine. So, um, so we also, you know, uh, talked about uh, the fact that it's real easy to um, uh, forget your wallet. It is when you're doing a podcast. Yeah. Well, what's cool about that is Andy. It's really this is really nice of this is how nice a guy he is. He knows, you know, we we we, we spend him. we spend so much money to put this podcast on. It is actually it's we're, just a crazy amount of money. We're looking for a sponsor, right? right? We are looking for a sponsor, and and Andy left his wallet behind. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> that was so nice of him. He was sitting in the chair, yeah. And uh, unbeknownst to Tim and I, yeah, uh, he had left his wallet here. Yeah, it, it, good it, guy. It uh, and so we got a text this morning. He yeah. goes, uh, "Thanks for having me on the podcast." Yeah. Um, have you seen my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> so I went and dug in the uh, the chair uh, uh, that he was sitting in, yeah. the the red throne that yeah. we have the guests sit in. We're not at. Uh, yeah. we're not, it's not, it's not a, he was covered in. It sounds like it's a toilet. It's not a toilet. It's not that kind of throne. 
Uh, it's just a covered, red chair. He was covered in dog hair when he got up. That's fine. It's a red chair that he Ann didn't, didn't want anywhere else in the house, so yeah. it's in my home office. So. Right. And I, uh, so I went to dig in into the chair, and lo and behold, we found his wallet. I yeah. took all the money out of it, and yeah. he came over and gave it back. It so. That's why we're able to post this this podcast. It's great. <laughs> Thank Thanks, Andy. Yeah. Thanks again. So it's uh, we found out last night, too, that it costs $24 a month yeah. to be a full-time podcast. Yeah, well, we, we couldn't afford that, so we went to the $18 a month uh, right. podcasting right. fee. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so for $18 a month, yeah. anybody could do this. With the right equipment, yeah, you need some equipment, yeah. So, and you need a John Eisenhart. You clearly, right? need you no it. talent. You, you don't, don't need any talent. <laughs> you need a guy who will go out on a limb. He'll he'll go and you know push over bodyguards to get to Andy Lopez. You need that kind of guy. Hey, you see something you like, you got to go get it. You got to get after it. You know, you got to be a go getter. So, yeah, you think Dustin Pedroia wouldn't have done the same thing? No, he probably wouldn't have. No, Dustin's come up a couple of times. I think I got a crush on him. He's injured right now. Yeah. So you could probably go visit him. Maybe he could be on the podcast if he's injured. Yeah. You know what we, you know what we should do? We should have him on. We should have him on. <laughs> no, we should. No, I no, I, say actually, yes. I was thinking about this, though. We're talking about baseball with Andy. Yeah. Uh, we did reach out to Michael Hoffer. Yeah. Michael Hoffer yeah. is going to come on yeah. and join us. I was thinking we could do a, a spring softball and baseball preseason yeah. preview. All if right? you don't know who Michael Hoffer is... He is one of the finest. I, 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 I'm going to say it. He is the best writer in the greater Portland area okay. for, for kids. It's a bold because statement. He is, um, and I, and I don't. I mean, Trying no to get offense some to anybody. For the Portland Press Herald, right. not, yeah. not anymore. Thanks, Tim. This section is sponsored by the Forecaster. Um, <laughs> what no, a, he, that would be a great sponsor. That would be a great sponsor. Yeah, yeah. let's we'll talk to. Let's him. ask him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can get his wallet. Um, he he is all about the kids. It's yes, never yes. about his ego. It's never about his relationship with the coach. Yep. It's always about the kids. He's very kid-focused. He gets as many names in the paper as he possibly can get he in does. there. Even if a kid has a great assist, his name's in the paper. Yep. And it's a full write-up. He doesn't mess around. No, he doesn't no, no. write those little very tiny... Thorough. Oh, very thorough. Very thorough. It's great. You know, break down past games in the, the series. He's just a great... And, yep. and if you hang out with him, He's about the most humble, nice guy. Humble pie. Oh, just yep. great. He's just a great guy, but he uh, he would be a great one. Yeah. He, you know who would be fun to have on with him? Who? Lee Goldberg. Goldie? It'd be great to have Lee on. Lee the Goldberg? Program. Yeah, the original. Of WCSH? Yes. Fame? The original Tasmanian Devil. Yeah. He was, uh, he was, when we first told him we were going to do this podcast, he was yeah. a little skeptical. Was he? Yeah. yeah. He made fun of us. It is us. Uh, so. <laughs> it's true. It was a lot of people. It's a good point. Mom was skeptical. She still is. I, I got. I got. I taught mom how to download the podcast. Oh, you did. Yeah, she wanted to watch yeah. it. She didn't realize that. She thought it was like she, a video yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Didn't realize you're just talking. Was she disappointed? Yeah, she's. I can't see it. Yeah, I can't see it. I can yeah. hear some, but I can't see it. Yeah, she the, ever... the picture never changes. It's just voices. <laughs> and uh, so I said, "Mom, it's there's no video. It's just words." Yeah, this is your son's talking yeah. about coaching and sports and all that stuff. Right, but that would be fun. Lee Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hoffer Hoff, yeah. and mom on yeah. <laughs> and mom mom talking about oh mom sports. would just be holding Lee's hand anyway I think she, yeah she'd probably make him some she loves Lee yep some banana bread yeah. no actually she makes banana bread for Coach Goodman yeah if you guys ever want to taste the finest pumpkin bread pumpkin bread it is Gingin makes the best yeah Gingin bread Gingin bread yep. called Gingin bread this podcast yeah, sponsored. Uh, didn't we already talk about that though? I think we did. Her bread? We're really pumping her bread. We're pumping the maybe, bread. Maybe, maybe. It's a mainstay. Maybe she could start selling that bread, move out of my house. That's a great idea. You know? Yeah. Well, Wait, you live with your mom? Yeah. She, okay. My mom lives with me. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 
I live with my mom. Cool. <laughs> 48. And I live with my mom. We're actually in, in our mother's basement right now. We're not even in John's <laughs> home office. <laughs> this basement. No. No. But we'll have them on. Done. We'll have the three of them mm-hmm. on, or at least two of them. Yeah. If we get two of the three, it'd be Game great. Game won't remember. <laughs> Uh, we'll do a spring season preview. Yeah. Uh, I I talked to Coach D'Andrea, yep. Scarborough High Coach School. D, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. He's uh, he's willing. We're trying to work on his schedule. He's very yeah. busy right now with the main lightning. Sure, uh, but we're uh, we're working on getting him on the podcast. Yep. Um, and uh, we'll do a spring preview, and we'll ask you questions. You're the head coach of the Maine Girls yeah. Academy softball team. Yeah, won't be long um, now. And, Five uh, days. Yeah, maybe we can talk to you about. About your upcoming season. Yeah. And, ooh, I have a great idea. Oh, God. Ooh, we could chronicle your season. That would be fun. Ooh, that would be fun, especially after a really, really hard yeah. loss. I have got You'll a couple of there. characters on my team that would be, they would love to be on this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All and right. If, and if we get the uh, parental permission, we could probably get them on. We need to make up some permission slips. We could do that. We'll have mom do that. <laughs> yes. Actually, we'll have, we'll have Casey Foster do that. Casey Foster? Casey Foster. Who's, who's that? That's your. That's your. Niece. Oh, that's our director that's of our director. social media. You just right. you just hired her. Right. Right. She's on the payroll. She's on the payroll. She's ready to roll. Yeah, we have. Uh, we had. Um, we had a couple of people in mind when we first started this, and uh, and Andy Coulomb was a was a no brainer. He was yes. a no brainer because the, the first of all, we're getting him at the beginning of his career. Right. And he's going to be a varsity coach within the next year or two. Yes. Right? He's just waiting, biding his time. Yep. He's a fantastic teacher. He's a good educator. Yep. Good guy. He's, you know, the, the AD down there loves him. And um, yep. it won't be long before, you know, he's taken over for, for another main legend. Um, Brian, Brian Dill. Brian Dill, yeah. Brian he's, Dill, he's right. He's getting up there in years. Yeah. So he's, what is he, 30 some odd years into I think he's 32 coaching. years old. Yeah. Brian Dill, he's one been of coaching since he was one. The good guys in the coaching ranks. He was, he was what now? He's a year old when he started coaching. <laughs> he was one year old. No, he's been there a long time. A long he was time. there when, when yeah. we were at Westbrook. Yeah. And, and, uh, Always a gracious host. Yes. Yeah. Very nice guy. Yep. Very nice guy. Yeah. And uh, so Andy's eventually going to be a varsity coach. And so the, the next time we, uh, we podcast with him, we could be talking about um, you know some other stuff, some other oh, you think, bigger things. You think he's... Brian's going to step down before the season starts. Are you I don't trying think to break so. News here? I, no, I'm not breaking, breaking news? any news. I'm going to leave that to <laughs> the powers that be. But we could leave it to the Hoff. We could get Hoff around Ooh. here, and he could break the news. Yeah, scoop, scoop. No, Brian's not going anywhere. No, Brian he's loves coaching. He's, he's not going anywhere. He's a good man. So, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody that's downloaded the podcast. Uh, appreciate all the positive feedback. Um, yep. Uh, those of you that uh, don't like it uh, probably haven't told us that yet, so that's okay, too. <laughs> you can tell us that. If you <laughs> no, like. we appreciate right. all feedback. And yeah. any publicity is all publicity. So. Yeah, and we're probably going to, if you, if you, you, know, you give us feedback that is, is colorful, you're probably going to make it under the program. So. <laughs> and if you want to be on the program, then uh, make sure you guys hit up our, uh, our website or, or hit us up on Facebook, and we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, one more thing before we go. Uh, it's, it's a blizzard outside. It is a full-on blizzard. It's 10 inches, and, no school today. Um, we we think we're going to be able to have Todd Gutner on as a, the official weatherman. Todd Gutner. Uh, Todd, <laughs> official weatherman, a call-in weatherman for the podcast. So we can idea. know you know, what kind of weather it is, uh-huh. whether or not you'll be able to make it, mm-hmm. you know, the mile or so you live away from me, if you'll be able to make it through the snow. <laughs> right. And uh, so Todd Gutner. Billy's yeah. friends with good Todd, yeah. at least claims to be. Yeah. And um, yep. he's going to be giving us weather forecasts. You know what I think we need? I think we need a podcast vehicle. 
Ooh, we need to rig this whole thing up so that we can like Stormy, like WCSHS yes, Stormy. We Stormy. That's that's a fantastic. We got to name our uh, name our vehicle. We, we should buy a van, like a blue van with no windows. Uh, that sounds <laughs> creepy. That sounds creepy. No, I don't think. I remember the the blue van that used to run around Riverton. That was that was a white van. That was, was a stay white, away from the white, white van. I thought it was with the Smurf van. We always called it the that Smurf was a sm- van. Uh, that was a Smurf van. Yeah, yeah. Smurf. Watch out for the Smurf van. Look out for the Smurf van. Yeah, yeah. But we we need one of those. We need a. You had a, a van a when you were Johnny in the Hurricanes. Yeah, we we for, had for a, about a week. Yeah, it was the Mister Mystery Machine. Yeah, and it got repossessed, didn't it? <laughs> no, my our bass player was living in it for oh. a while. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah, sorry guys. No true room. story. Uh, we were in a golf tournament, and uh, this is we were very, really young at that time. That it was a scramble. Yeah, Miranda just poked her head in. Yeah, um, and. Uh, True story. We were uh, doing a foursome. Uh-huh. Ann's brother Ryan had a golf tournament every year. Foursome. <laughs> it's a sorry, golf, golf sorry. Thing. It's a golfing. Uh, you know, four people golfing. Yeah. Okay, Got four it. people golfing. Yeah, I'm in it. And um, so, so uh, we were trying to find Jeff Haskell, our bass player. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, you know, 22, 23 years old, whatever. Uh, no one could find him. And uh, we finally did locate him. When we located him. Everything that he owned in his whole life was packed into that mystery machine, the Johnny and the Hurricanes van. Um, he had been... Uh, One of a kind. He had been thrown out of his house, I think, or moved yeah. out or probably thrown out. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sounds better if he was thrown out. Thrown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he showed up, and it was... It was a great, it was a great day of golfing, but we we did locate him and, and uh, he yeah. did have all of his oh, stuff. Thank so. God. Do you yeah, remember half price at Demelos? Remember that? Oh, when uh, we <laughs> played the Parkers tournament. Remember that? <laughs> when you when Je- you chunked one and it, oh, half of the God, uh, a big a divot went story. over the top of his face. It went right directly over his eye, and <laughs> so Haskell, remember that commercial. He was <laughs> half time at the old Demelos commercial, and uh, it's half time at Demelos. <laughs> They'd only show half the person's face, and they'd have the advertisement for Demillo's one side, and they'd yeah. say half it's half price. Face. And so, yeah. it was a running joke: the half price at Demillo's. But you never forgot the commercial, so it was brilliant on their part, yeah. right? So, so Haskell takes one. So off Haskell, the face. well, we got to set it up because Haskell would, had been out drinking all night. Like the, he had a gig that night, and he yeah. he had just woken living up. living the rock and roll life. He was, and he'd just woken up an hour before we picked him up. And I think he actually puked on the way up to the tournament. I'm not sure, but maybe that was in high school in the Pinto. But story for a different day. Yeah, and uh, and so we we were forcing like me, you, Haskell, and I think it might have been Snoop or somebody like that. Yeah, and uh, and I was fresh. I was ready to roll. Right, I was yep. taking my sh- swings, and it rained the night before, so the ground was really soft. And I'm a horrible golfer. Mm-hmm. And so I took this practice swing with Jeff facing me, and he was talking to me, and I took a practice swing, and I took this <laughs> mega divot out of the ground. <laughs> and the sound of that slapping against his face, and it only covered half of his face, and he went right up to his face, and within, it wasn't even a split second, he goes, oh, half price at the mellow. What are you doing? Jesus Christ, what is this, half time at the mellow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe Bucks. Yeah. We should have Joe Bucks on the have, on the show. We should have Snoop and Jeff yeah. on, and they can just just crap. We should on have the whole hurricane, the, the band back on here. Yeah, we should get the whole band back together. And they can just tee off on me, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll just time. turn your mic off, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll ask him questions. That'd be great. Yep. So we were uh, we were very fortunate to have Andy at the beginning of his career, and yep. it, was, it was good good hanging out with him. We we see him all the time, but. Uh, but we wanted everybody else to uh, to kind of get to know him and uh, and the guy that he is, and eventually you guys will be reading about him in the paper and 
My yeah. guess, uh, maybe, Which maybe even blonde. Paper? Well, he, right now he's in, the, he's in the police blotter right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if Mike Hoffer knows him, yes, then he's doing all right. Right. You know, and we're we'll try to get better guess. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Not our mother. <laughs> we're not going. Mom's not coming on the show. We love you, Andy. <laughs>